We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And thanks for the help we get from ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. He will help you keep your vehicle running. And especially in cold weather like we're having now, I just noticed, Dan, good morning, by the way. Good morning. That we dropped to 11 Degrees. Oh, I had not heard the temperature yet. It was so. 12. Wow. Now it's 11. Yeah, that's cold. And the dew point nine. So uh, anyway, we, uh, we're underway with our car care show. We've been doing this thanks to the help we get from Dan for 25 years, 23 yeah, years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and if you have a car care question, now is a chance if you uh, need to bring in your vehicle to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, call us or call or send a text to Dan and he can maybe do some little on-the-air analyzing of your vehicle and maybe give you some idea of what may be ailing your car, truck, or van. Well, some folks are maybe ailing already with their vehicles given these uh, these temperatures, especially if it has to be parked outside. You know, a couple things. The the uh, snow, that early yep. first oh, yeah, snow. Yeah. And, you know, in, with the early snow like that, it's always wet and heavy snow and, and slushy and immediately turns to ice. Yep. So we had plenty of slip into the curb deals. And this time of year, slipping into the curb seems to be way more uh, damaging because there's no, because there's no snow uh, around the curb. To kind of buffer the... Well, to, the, ramp, the to ramp you up on yeah, top of it, which sure. is what you want to do. You don't want to hit it because the car is going to keep going. And, and of course, it causes some serious damage. and What can happen? Well, things bend. I mean, something's yeah. got to give. A car is really heavy, and you, no matter how slow you're going, if you hit a curb, <clears throat> if you hit a curb that's absolutely not moving and your car is moving at all, something's going to give. Yeah. And so, you know, the weakest part of the car gives, and, and uh, that's what happens. So, yeah, the, the, uh, this time of year, spin-outs are, are very damaging, and we saw a lot of that this week. And now, now you're right. We'll see the... Uh, Hey, my car won't start. What's the deal? I should have had my battery checked or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then we were also talking about that this time of year, we all have to get used to that our cars act differently. You know, they, they feel different in the morning. And, what, what is the, and, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Given the, the starting uh, in cold weather, it seemed to me, now what, what are the computers, they sense this cold weather and they, they, they put more gas into the system, or what's the deal? With well, that? they do do that, yes. So yeah. in, in cold weather, the air-fuel mixture needs to be higher for the car to run properly, and so it does. And and I've noticed in my car that uh, it does. my car does not shift. You know, the, the, my, the computer changes the shift points to a later point so the engine revs higher while you're driving so that the uh, it warms up uh, more quickly. And Dennis mentioned this morning, too, his power steering was sure stiff, and that's true. That's very true. Uh, any of the fluids in your cars or the grease or any of that are all very thick. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, until things warm up, they just, they just don't act the same. So you, if, if your car is not acting the same, just go with it. It's normal. Okay. And I, I was thinking yeah. we always get questions at this time of year, how long should you uh, warm up a car? I kind of... I kind of wait till it's 
the idle starts dropping down. I it could be a minute or two or maybe more, especially in real cold weather. Right. Yeah, a minute, a minute or two, I think, is perfect. A minute even uh, gets things. It, I mean, things warm up pretty quickly nowadays. They have that part figured out. But, uh, yeah, I think a minute is a good idea to let the fluids get flowing and things warm up a little bit before you take off. Ask, eh? ask the vehicle to move you where you want to go. All right. If you have any kind of a car care question, now's your chance to talk to this ASC certified technician, 651-989-9226. Or send a text. We're getting those already, too. That number, by the way, is 81807. Don't wait. Dan's going to be here till about 745. So bring in your car care questions earlier rather than later. Let's go to the phones, Dan. George is first up here calling from St. Cloud with a question. George, what is your question? Well, it's a kind of a cold weather question. I noticed that uh, we have an 06 Corolla, and the heat on the passenger side is just it's blowing cold air. Uh, the driver's side is fine, and when I put on the uh, recirculating button, it, it does warm up a little bit, but I'm just wondering how complicated and expensive it is to have the the uh, vents and the defrost on the, on the passenger side checked. Well, I was just going to ask you, does it have uh, automatic climate control? Or is it just no, the, it's just no, the old-fashioned knobs? Just an old-fashioned. It's, it's an old six Corolla, so it's got the old-fashioned dials. And you just, yeah. I, the one thing, I'm able to keep the car warm by putting on the recirculating air, but it uh, fogs up the inside of the windows then. Right. And I think, I th- actually, I think what you have going on is is the engine temperature. Because, be, well, let me back up. Because you don't have automatic uh, climate control, the passenger side and the driver's side can't be controlled separately. And because of that, uh, what's different is the air, the warm air, has to travel farther to get over to the uh, to the passenger side. So what I really think is going on is your engine temperature is not getting warm enough. And uh, if, if you... You know, get the engine temperature warmer, which is which is probably going to require a thermostat or a or a heater core back flush or something like that. But if you get the engine temperature warmer, if you get the heater core warmer, that should take care of it uh, and uh, and get heat on both sides of the car. But I, th- I think your car is just not getting warm enough this uh, in, oh, okay. in the cold weather. All right, good luck, George. Thank you. Uh, texter wants, in fact, a couple of these. We've addressed this issue before as far as uh, remote starts. And I believe you said, Lloyd's, you guys don't do aftermarket uh, start. Yeah, we do not install aftermarket uh, uh, remotes. Lots of people do. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, if you pick the right one, they're great. Well, first of all, I have one in my car, and I love it. It's it's awesome. But that was done at the manufacturer. Yeah, it was done by the manufacturer. It was done when a car was built. Here's a related one. Are there remote starters, Texter says this, that work with uh, manual transmission. If so, how do they engage the clutch? Well, they, they, the clutch—it's not the clutch that's actually engaged. Yeah. It's a switch that's engaged, and so they bypass that. They know that the, in order for it to work, the car has to be left in neutral with the parking brake on. Makes sense. And if all the ingredients aren't correct, it won't work. And so uh, that's you know it. it uh, it's. With technology, it's smart enough to know how to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good good answer. Right. So before we break, uh, Kelly is calling from West St. Paul, maybe in regards to an earlier show. Kelly, what's your question or comment? I have a comment on race gas and av gas. Okay. Uh, before I get that, there was also a little discussion about jet fuel. Yeah. In Minnesota, number one diesel fuel, kerosene, and jet fuel are exactly the same 
except jet fuel goes through one additional stage of filtration at the refinery. Mm-hmm. Now, in Avgas and race gas in Minnesota are also the same. They're low lead. They have two grams of lead per gallon. There are some four gram per gallon Avgas, but I don't know of its availability. And that's colored green where race gas and Avgas, the two gram lead stuff is colored blue. Two cautions on those. It is illegal to use either one of those on the street. The second thing is even the low lead will damage a catalytic converter, so you should never put it in a vehicle that has a catalytic converter. And then the final thing is Avgas tends to make engines run a little leaner. So some people that think their small engines run better on Avgas, it's just that they're jetted too rich, and the Avgas leans it all a little better, and so they appear to run better on Avgas. But it's really a waste of octane to use it in small engines. Well, gee, Wes, Kelly knows his stuff. Well, you know, that's a response to a question yeah. we had last week about all of that, and I, of course, knew very little about it, and Kelly knows a lot about it. So, I guess. Yeah, I, no, I appreciate that. Thank, thanks, Kelly. You know, I... He he said something about they they use it in their small engines because yeah. it runs better, and uh, I, I always I refer, refer to this several in, in several different instances. But you know how right before your lawnmower runs out of gas, it runs really well. Oh, isn't that true? The, right. the RPM That's picks right. up and it runs really it good does. on that lean mixture. So. I talk about that in my own life. I'm when I start running really good right before I run out of gas. That's my warning. <laughs> Very good. All right, Dan, hang on. We'll, we're going to take a quick break here. Folks on the line, stay there. Uh, Textures, we're going to pick up in your questions as well. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or send Dan a text eight one eight zero seven. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Which is located on beautiful Grand Avenue. What, yes, where? it is. It's exactly at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria, near the famed and recently opened Lexington Restaurant. That's right. Yeah, which I, I it was at last weekend. Well, you were. Yeah, All right. it's fun. I had my wedding anniversary. My I had my wedding reception there uh, 40 years ago. For, so, wow. Yeah. So we're gonna have a little. We might have a little party there this weekend. Or I mean. For our anniversary this year, which well, is our fortieth. Well, but much. That's all congratulations. aside. Congratulations! <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lloyd's Automotive is still at nine eighty two Grand <laughs> Avenue, which is right near there. Got a little sidetracked. There. Yeah, and then uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L L O I D S Lloyd's Automotive. Which, by the way, we still have a, a job posted there uh-huh. for any any good technicians that are out there looking for for work. Uh, you can find the information there. If you're or, good, you'd love it there. I'll you tell would you. love it there, isn't it true? Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's a family. It's not. It's not yeah. a job, really. It's a right. family. But anyway, and then or give us a call. Nick will be there this morning at six five one two two eight one three one six. Excellent. All right, let's put you back to work here. Back to the phones, then we'll grab some text messages. Bob is calling from Champlin with a question. Bob, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hello, Bob. All right. Hey. Oh, there he um, is. Yeah, my question is, uh, I had two Honda Odysseys, 05 and 07. I'm trying to sell 05. Uh, and the front leather seats for 05, they were not in a good condition. So what I did was I swapped the seat, the front two seats, between 07 and 05 Odysseys. Everything worked pretty well. Uh, and these are the 
seats, which has a side airbag. Mm -hmm. But after I swapped those seats, both my cars had that SRS uh, light in the dashboard. Mm -hmm. And I did some research, and what I'm understanding is these airbags are kind of linked to a car, and they won't talk to each other if, you know, one is different than other. Uh, do I have options to do a kind of a fix on these, or I have to go back to all my original seats? Well, uh, you do have an option, although I'm not, I'm not sure that it's better, because what it would require is for the... Um the SRS system to be reprogrammed to accept those seats. What they what they don't the reason they do that or what they don't want you to do is is have your airbags deploy and then simply go buy a used airbag and install it. That doesn't work, <clears throat> and it's not a good idea to do that anyway. Because if your airbags <clears throat> deploy, if you look at the list of things that need to be done and replaced, that's why. Uh, most of the time, if your airbags deploy in a crash, it actually totals the car because mm. it gets so expensive uh, to replace them. So, uh, no, yeah, yeah, it it can it can be done, but uh, you've done all you can do. Your next step would be to bring it into a shop and and uh, have the airbag system reprogrammed to accept those. And I'm not I'm not sure actually that that. Uh, it actually can be reprogrammed. Hmm. As, I'm, as I'm thinking more here now, I think maybe once they've been reprogrammed, that's it. That's so it. I, that's what you need to research is, is can a used airbag be reprogrammed to a different car? And I'm not positive that it can. Tell you what. Thank you, Bob. Uh, yeah, bring it in. Have Bob bring it in. Right. Uh, the folks on the line, stay there. We'll take a quick break here, and we'll grab some text messages as well. And welcome back to this portion of our Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, we have callers. Let's see if we can help everybody out here. Kind of a lightning round. Mike is calling from Invergrove. Mike, what's your question, please? Good morning, Dan. Happy 40th, by the way. Thank you. I have a, I have a 2010 Explorer. Um, I'm noticing that as the engine warms in the morning, it is going almost, the temperature gauge is going almost to the top, and then it quickly drops, and then the heat comes on. Um, the, the warm air begins after about two or three minutes, but it goes all the way to the high mark, and it's getting me a little nervous. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm not sure that's a problem, although the solution would be to – or the, the attempted solution would be to put a different thermostat in it. Maybe the thermostat is staying closed just a little bit too long, and it's causing it to uh, to get that warm. Um, so if you're concerned about it, have the thermostat replaced, but – uh, you know, that's exactly how a thermostat works is it stays closed until the engine warms up. And then once the engine warms up, it oh, the thermostat opens and allows the coolant to circulate. Okay. So, so uh, the, 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 the fix would be put a different thermostat in. Give that a shot, Mike. Thank you. John is calling from St. Paul with a question. John, what is your question? Yes, I have a critical but unusual problem. Uh, when I'm trying to fuel my vehicle, I can't keep it on automatic. I can't even do it at a very slow rate. I put in 8 to 10 cents at a time, and it shuts off. What do you think might be the problem? Well, all vehicles nowadays have evaporative systems, and <clears throat> the purpose of that is to keep gas vapors from getting out into the into the environment. When you turn off your vehicle, there's a vent valve that's supposed to open to allow air out. 
when you're putting fuel in and your vent valve must be stuck or clogged or something's going on with that vent system. As you can imagine, if you're putting, you know, water into a pop bottle, uh, the air needs to come out in order for the water to get in. And the same is true with your gas tank. The air needs to get out. Your air is not getting out, and that's what's causing it to back up the way that it is. So if you take it into the shop, that's a pretty quick uh, diagnosis. And usually, well, not always, actually. Usually it's a pretty simple fix. But uh, that being said, sometimes that vent valve requires uh, removing the gas tank, actually, ah. to, uh, to repair it. But at any rate. Bends uh, on the vehicle. What, yeah, that's what's going on. All right. There you go, John. Uh, Carl is in St. Paul uh, with a question. Go ahead, Carl. Good morning, Dan. Say, uh, I was going to ask you, what name brand of a battery would you suggest in the cracking amps? And my second question is, I love that uh, comment that the gentleman made about the fuel I had called in last week. And I was wondering, where can you buy number one uh, diesel fuel? Oh, I I have no idea, but uh, I'll bet you could search the web for that somewhere. Oh, and and sure. anybody that has it would be glad to advertise it. So I think that's <laughs> that's where you'll find that. You know... Battery brand names, uh, I'm not going to pick one for you because I don't think that would be polite. But at any rate, most batteries, there's only maybe three or four battery manufacturers in the country, which is common with lots of different That's true. things that we, that we have. Um, so most of them are made by, or a lot of them are made by the same company. It's, they're made uh, to different specifications. And I've found that just like everything in life with the, the price kind of determines good, better, best. And uh, with regards to a battery, I would be willing to spend the money for best because I, I think it's worth it. And uh, um, with regards to cold cranking amps, just be sure that, that the replacement battery is the same or higher cold cranking amps than the one that you're taking out. And if you do that, it should be just fine. All right. Thank you, Carl. We're going to go to another Carl, this one in uh, New Brighton. Uh, Carl, good morning. Good morning. I have a 2003 Suburban, and someone was using it for three weeks, and they parked it. And when I found out the serpentine belt was off, and I had a mechanic look at it and reinstall it, but he couldn't find anything wrong. And I wondered why that might happen, and should I be worried about the future? <laughs> well, I would be a little bit worried about the future if they're not seeing any reason for it. I mean, what what, what a reason would be is if one of the pulleys that it operates is going bad uh, or intermittently going bad, you know, where a binding, a bearing is binding up or something like that. So, um, but if you've had it checked, that's probably all that you can uh, do right now. We've seen a few things in life that cause a serpentine belt to, to come off. And one of those things is if, uh, you know, snow or moisture or snow or water gets or is rushed up or gets rushed up into the area but on a on a suburban that would take an awful lot of snow or an awful lot of deep water and uh so I don't think I don't think that's probably what it was so uh, other than that no I don't have a great answer as to what would cause it I would uh probably just drive the vehicle see how it goes yeah. and and uh if that's all it is then you know fluke weird things happen we see it every day in in the car repair business all right, Carl, thank you. Uh, tell you what, let's do this, Dan. We have some text messages. Let's do another lightning round to, to help these folks out. 2004 Chevy Trailblazer, rear heat, the AC, the rear fan does not operate in the run position. 
If you just turn the key to accessory, it works fine. But if you start the engine, uh, it stops. Is this a computer issue? Well, it may be. You know that that if you're going to have to take that in to get some help because obviously the fan is capable of of working. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not that. It's not a connection. It's not the wiring or any of that going back to it. Uh, it's very capable of running. And for some reason, the car in a certain position is choosing to turn that fan off. And so um, if you were at my shop, what I would do is plug your car into my laptop and and uh, get all of that information out of the climate control module and see what it's commanding it to do and see if those commands are accurate. And uh, so I could, cert- could certainly be a computer issue. I also thought as you were asking the question, it might be an ignition switch issue, ah. too. Maybe the fan is losing power. So bring it in. Bring it in, and uh, yeah, and I think you'll get some information about it. There's a 2012 Kia Sportage. I'm now retired for three years, only put about 10,000 miles on my car, still have original battery. When should I think about a new one? That's about yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly. We think We think five or six years in this climate is pushing it on a battery. So if you don't want to have trouble, and you're certainly not wasting your money after six years uh, to replace a battery. So I would uh, I would replace that now with a good, better, best battery, and you'll be in good shape. All right. Let's see. I have an older pickup, Texter says, and was wondering how much extra draw on the battery would it be to put a 12-volt heater in it? A 12-volt? An they must be talking about an electric heater. Must be. Uh, in the vehicle, and... I don't know the answer to that question, but uh, that's an easy thing to diagnose. We can, after you install it or perhaps before you install the heater, we can do an amp draw test, which is very easy to do. In fact, I could do it on the bench in my shop uh, simply by hooking the heater up to a a freestanding battery and measuring how many amps the heater is drawing. And... As long as it's not drawing too many amps to overload the alternator, which uh, would be hard on the alternator and would also eventually cause your battery to go dead. But as long as it's not drawing too many amps uh, compared to what your alternator is capable of put it pulling or putting out, it'll yeah. be fine. Okay. Uh, do you prefer, Texter says, uh, stable or seafoam to store cars and small engines over the winter. Yeah, you know, chemically, I have no idea, no idea what the difference is. But uh, I had one. I told I told the story last week. I had one a car that was stored for ten years. That's right. I was, was stable in it, and uh, you know, it worked great. I think honestly, I think they both would work great. Either one would be fine. But uh, but uh, so. Every fall, I always put the uh, uh, stable into the small engines. Well, and that's just for the winter season. That's Imagine just, if yeah. you were leaving it for 10 years and it, Think and it about still that. worked. That's, yeah. I thought that was remarkable. And you also said the fuel kind of smelled. Well, the fuel is terrible. Yeah, no, the fuel needs to come out. It's not going oh. to last. <laughs> right. but, the, uh, but the car uh, definitely ran on it. It was fine. All right, we're out of time. We're going to have uh, more, uh, more car care next week. Would you come back? I will. All right, do that. How do we get in touch with you guys? I know you're open today till noon. Yeah, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at Lloyd's Automotive, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or uh, give us a call, 651-228-1316. And if you're a good technician... Please, yes, yes, please. If you're a good technician or even if you know of a good technician yeah. that uh, that is looking to grow his, his career, Lloyd's Automotive would be the place Perfect to do it. Place. Yeah, thank Have you. Have a good week, Dan. Sounds we'll good. see you next week. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.